Hello, and welcome to The Lion's Den, a conversational podcast from Aslan's Place Ministry. I'm Brian Cox, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Lyle. Later in this episode, Christy and I talk about our dad's book, Ravens, Unseen Evil, Unwilling Eyes. We then share details on our Healing Well events and our Aslan's Place Academy. But first, our dad, Paul Cox, shares events in his life that led up to the revelation on supernatural windows and branches, and we talk about how you can practice the spiritual gift of discernment. So with that, let's enter the lion's den. Dad, last time we were talking about the brambles and roots of bitterness, and you had a sense that this would be a topic that could cover over a couple episodes. But I think that you had wanted to share a little bit more background before we got back onto that particular topic. Yes. In fact, uh, this week, um, we started having uh, more and more unfolding revelation. Last Monday, I had a dream, and in the dream, I was to make popcorn. So I made the popcorn in the center of this house, and the popcorn popped and flew all over the house and then into another room. And I contacted my friend, Barbara Parker, and as we were discussing it, we realized that popcorn is revelation, and the popcorn revelation has really been increasing dramatically, and uh, we have uh, now identified that there's something about the seed and the sprout and the root and the branch and the tree which all seem to be tied to the trees of life. I'd like to give a little background on how uh, Revelation has come to us at Aslan's Place um, over the years. After our, uh, my first deliverance on October the 7th, 1989, um, the Lord started giving us all kinds of revelation. And for some reason, I started writing it down, and I wrote down the computer, and we now have hundreds and hundreds of pages of Revelation. And we've noticed a pattern in the revelation that the revelation would come in a specific order as if the Lord were um, building on what he was giving us. So we'd have some revelation come, and then that would be put like on a back burner, and then sometime later the revelation would be revisited, and we we were finding that we were going from the simple to the more and more complex. And this is where we seem to be going now with the branches, which we talked about last week. Anticipate that we're going to be in this arena for a while, going from the branch to the tree and back to the root and the seed and investigating all what this means in Scripture. I I think that we can say that the end game for all this is the trees of life. Uh, with healing in the leaves. So I think this is what we're leaning towards. And then the Lord brought to our attention Proverbs 3.18, which says wisdom is tree of life, and there's no article in the Hebrew. And Brian, if you remember that at the As a Place Fellowship last Saturday, wisdom came with a message. And I had felt the trees of life all uh, day that day, and I feel them on the top of my head here. So if you're listening, it's like 
the, I would say two or three inches on the back part of my head on either side, like parallel bars. So it appears that whatever we're doing in terms of the branch, root, seeds, trees, end up with the trees of life. And of course, that goes back to the Holy Spirit, according to Proverbs 3.18. I was contemplating all this, and we, we have interesting things that happen in our lives, that the Lord does things in our personal lives that seem to mirror what, what he is doing in uh, the revelation and in our spiritual lives. Uh, this is very much R&D. We call this research and development. And we believe that the Lord is trying to show us something essential about the trees of life, which, of course, we were barred from at the garden after the fall. But they are going to be in the kingdom. Uh, it says in Revelation that the, the trees of life are on either side of the river. And they, they had fruits for, I think there's 12 different kinds of fruits. And we believe that there's male and female on either side of the trees. In 2011, my son, Brian, who's with us, came in. He said to me that uh, he was no longer going to rent our house, that he and Janelle were going to buy a new house. And at that same time, we need to find a place to live. So we moved back into the house that we had owned, and Brian was running from us. 2012, my brother came to me and said that he would do our backyard. So poor Brian lived with a desert in the backyard for, I don't know how many years, Brian, 11 years or something. And all of a sudden now, we are going to start redoing uh, the backyard. We, um, we worked in the backyard. My my brother decided that he wanted to put a vineyard in. So we have two rolls of vines and we bought um, the vines at Home Depot. Uh, they were bare roots and we brought them, put them in the, in the living room. And I looked over one day and the bare roots, which were not being watered, had leaves and berries on them. Now, berries are the precursor to the grapes. And I remembered a word that Mimi Lowe had for us. She said, look for berries where there are no berries. And so I looked, I looked at Donna and I said, look at that. There are berries. And I think there are some leaves on, on the vine. Now, the next day, they were gone. I contacted a, a friend who is an expert in vineyards. And she said, what you saw was absolutely impossible. That is not possible. So the, the vines are planted. We have fruit trees planted. It came to last year. And last year, so this would be 2018, we went through the entire summer and the fruit, fruit trees had leaves, the vines had leaves, but we virtually had uh, no fruit in the fruit trees. And we did not have any grapes at all. And I, I asked my brother, I said, what is going on? Is there some sort of disease or is there a problem? And we could not figure out what was going on. So I was listening to someone on television and they were talking about the years of Jubilee and that the year of Jubilee was in 67 and then 2017. Well, I started thinking about this and I realized that uh, 
the year of Jubilee actually lasts for a year. So the year of Jubilee is two, starts in the fall of two, in 1967, but goes all the way through 1968. Then you have the year of Jubilee in 2017, goes all the way through 2018. And I realized that Donna and I were married in the year of Jubilee. We were married in June 2018, which would be the Jubilee year. And if you know anything about the year of Jubilee in the Bible, that's when the land rests and you are not to have any fruit picked. Uh, you are not to touch the land. So our anniversary was 2017, 50 years, which would be another Jubilee. And then last year would have been the year Jubilee where the land was rusting. And so we had no fruit. This year, we have had an abundance of fruit. My brother and sister-in-law harvested all the grapes and I had probably about this, I don't know if you can see, but I don't know, three or four feet of grapes piled high. In fact, yesterday I plucked them all from the, the vines and I am now, even as we're speaking, drying them to make raisins. And we've had an abundance of fruit of um, peaches, now nectarines, more peaches are coming. So this all has to do then again with the seed, with, with uh, branches, with roots, with trees, with fruit, going back to the leaves. Leaves are for healing. And so all, all this seems to be cascading into a lot of revelation that has been coming to us over the um, past couple of weeks. I had a dream. In that dream, I was with our other daughter, Corey, and Brad, her husband. And I was walking towards their house, and I passed under a tree and the ends of the tree branches stuck to my back, and I had to pull them off. And then I realized the trees had something to do about Hawaii, and Hawaiian music was tied to it. I received the Lord as my Savior in Hawaii, and I was born in Wellington, New Zealand. So we started wondering, is there some sort of connection with Hawaii, with the place of your birth, the place of your spiritual birth, and, uh, and the branches and the roots? and all of this. And then I came across another word, Brian and Christy, that was, was actually pretty amazing. Uh, this lady uh, sent this to me in 2015, and she said, I am, she got a message and said, the, I am the angel of the Lord, and I declare that the righteousness, purity, and majesty of the Lord flow through the branches that connect you to him, the branches that connect you to that which is not of him carry poison to your physical body and your spiritual self. Do not be distracted. Attend to me. So we, we kind of mentioned uh, last time that there's something about the branches that are evil, um, that are not connected to the Lord, that seem to affect what I first thought was cancer, that I realized uh, after I pray for a person that's also connected to chronic fatigue and perhaps other issues. The whole thing about the branches and godly branches and getting rid of them, connecting to the true branch, which is Jesus, and then to uh, the right seed, the right root, and the right tree, the right branch, all this is important somehow. Does anybody have any questions about this so far, any 
observations. One of the things that I would wonder is, are you finding that when you receive revelation like this, would you agree that what's happening is God's showing a pathway to deeper levels of freedom, like for a person and their generational line? Absolutely. This is all about increased freedom. So I've been very, very aware of being disconnected from the ungodly trees and branches, uh, not as much, and, and branch, and being connected to the right um, trees and branch. I, I might add that there are some scriptures in the Old Testament that talk about Jesus as the branch. And Zechariah 6.12, then speak to him saying, that thus says the Lord of hosts saying, behold, the man whose name is the branch from his place, he shall branch out and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Jeremiah 23, five, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Isaiah 4.2, in that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit, so there's the fruit, of the earth shall be excellent and appealing. Um, Zechariah 33.15, in those days and at that time it will, I will cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. And then one more, Zechariah 3.8. Hero Joshua, the high priest, you and your company who sit before you for their wondrous sign, for behold, I'm bringing forth my servant, the branch. So we recognize that uh, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches in that sense, but also he is the branch, and of course he is the seed, uh, and we are to be connected to him. And if you go all the way back to the beginning, after the fall, the first prophetic word was that uh, the seed of the woman would stomp on the seed of the serpent. So what we realize is that the Lord is trying to help us to understand how to be disconnected from the ungodly seed the ungodly roots, the ungodly branches, the ungodly trees, and be connected to the true seed, true branches, true trees. And this all pertains somehow to generational deliverance. Something else I would like to ask is um, this information you're giving us about the roots and the branches, what would you, what would you suggest that needs to be done with this information? That was a good question, Christy. We now are developing a prayer uh, as the Lord is giving us information, and the prayer is still a, a work in progress. Uh, as I indicated last week, the first discernment I had of the, the ungodly branches recently had, was tied to cancer, and then I realized it goes, goes back to the, uh, the branches and the bramble bush that I felt in Texas many, many years ago. I would say at this point, this is a work in progress. We're trying to gain understanding. 
Um, if you have connected with Asset Place in the future, you recognize that we often do not come with answers. We usually come with more questions as the Lord is giving us revelation. You know, people will say, well, this is all taken care of the cross. That is true. This is absolutely taken care of in Jesus and his death and resurrection. But he also says that we are to work out our salvation. In other words, we need to bring to completion that which has been started at our salvation. And I believe this is what we're doing. It's clear that we who are Christians suffer from diseases. Uh, the Lord says in the Old Testament that you will have none of the diseases of Egypt. And I believe that what he's helping us to understand is uh, what needs to be repented for and taken care of so that we are totally disconnected from all the ungodly things that we are connected to and be rightly connected to uh, the two true branch, true seed, true trees, etc. There aren't any additional questions. Do you have more that you'd like to share on this topic? I do. There's always more. <clears throat> I had a dream uh, many years ago before the revelation of the windows. And in the dream, I was looking at a window and I said, why is that window open? And I could see coming through the window a branch. And in my dream, it looked like a, um, almost like a laser type branch. It was brilliant white and it was growing rapidly and it was growing through the window and it was coming onto my left-hand side. When I looked outside of the window on my right-hand side, I could see my dad. And as a result of that, we started understanding that we can discern the male side on the right side, which is my dad's side, and my mother's side, or the female side, on the left side. And I was kind of surprised in the dream that uh, the generational problems that I, I appeared to be having were more from my mother's side than my father's side. So I, I've had a conversation with a friend about the branches, and I, I realized this last week, Brian and Christy, that I feel like the branch was not good, that it was, it was not a good branch. I keep on asking the Lord, and I keep on getting that it's not a good branch. So the branch was actually like click, 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 growing very, very rapidly. Now, window, how did you find out that, or how were you, how did you know that it was a good branch or a bad branch? Okay, I have a way of asking the Lord, and I call it my Urim and my Thummim. In the Old Testament, the high priest had an Urim and Thummim, and for me, this is, you can't quite see, or of course you're listening, you're not going to see, but on the left side of my chest, that is yes, on the right hand of my chest is no, and I developed that after the Lord had told me uh, to inquire of him, like, and the phrase I kept on getting one night, and David inquired of the Lord, and David inquired of the Lord, and David inquired of the Lord. So I started inquiring of the Lord, and over the years, I've realized that for me, when I put my hand there, I can, if I feel it feels negative, in other words, it feels like the enemy, it's no, which is this side. And if it's yes, then this is, it feels anointed on this side. Actually, many people have been doing that since we've been talking about this. 
So that's how I know. Now, how would you suggest that um, somebody else learn these, how they're being told if things are good or bad? Is it different for everybody or? Yes, it is. And some people can do it. And my friend, Persis Tyner, uh, after I kept on saying, ask the Lord, she developed the phrase ATL. So you ask the Lord and you practice. And I, I know that this is pretty accurate because many times I want the answer to be something else. Like I was asked to go on a long ministry trip a couple of years ago, and I did not really want to go. It was overseas. It required a lot of flying, and I thought for sure the Lord did not want me to go. And he said, ah. uh, so he said yes. Now, I want to say, too, that uh, if it's a major decision, I always confirm it with Donna or then with Brian Christie or Corey, our children, and then other intercessors. So... Uh, it's not just me and the Lord making decisions. You know, the, the bigger the decision, the more I'll inquire. Not only the Lord, but I'll confirm it with other people. Now, so I guess the question also would be, if somebody doesn't have intercessors and family that are in the same spiritual walk as they are, how will they be able to confirm um what they're feeling or even know that it's of God or not. Okay. Proverbs says there's wisdom and many counselors. So you need to find people like mine and the internet now makes it possible. If you don't have people in your area, there are ways of getting in contact with people. And I want to say, these are people that you trust. You have developed a relationship over a very long period of time. And um, we, we, as late as this place talk a lot about unity that there is wisdom with unity. And uh, when you start making decisions that really have high impact, it's very important to include other people who are believers that you trust, that love you. Uh, I might say too, that they are not yes people. They can be honest, but you know that their honesty is comes out of love and not out of envy or jealousy or hatred. So uh, I would say you can always find someone and it may take a while, but you can find people that you can trust. As far as our academies, is that something that you usually cover in the academies? Is that something you would suggest for people to join to learn their discernment and what they're, what God's trying to tell them? That is the purpose of the academy, and that's why we have them in person, so we can train people how to operate in discernment, how to operate in unity, how to uh, actually hear God. This is all about hearing God and um, knowing who he is. Um, Again, I shared that verse last time that we might know him and uh, have understanding about whom, uh, understanding about who Jesus is. Well, Dad, we have about four minutes left. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, Yeah, let me just um, bring something else into the mix. When you start researching branches, come to some interesting things. When you, when you look at a tree, it entangles and entraps if it's not good, if it's some brown bush. And when you start searching trees, you come across uh, Ashtaroth and the Ashtaroth pole. Now, Ashtaroth is the female deity of Baal. Baal is the same as Molech. And when you start looking at Ashtaroth, you realize that in the Old Testament, uh, people would worship the Ashtaroth pole, the Ashtaroth pole actually is 
a tree. Um, they've proven that now in some research. And when you look at the symbol for Asheroth, she is riding in a chariot and she has four branches that are coming off of her. And the most common symbol for Asheroth is the crescent moon or the two horns. And this is quite amazing because it is the crescent moon that is also the symbol for um, the Muslims. And this is all tied to the moon god, uh, which also is the same as Allah. Allah is the moon god. And so you see how all these things are starting to uh, intertie together. So it's important that we, um, we start put, putting these pieces together. You go back to the roots, you go all the way back to the seed of the serpent, then which comes out uh, through Nimrod and the Tower of Babel, develops into Baal, which is Molech, the worship of the bull, which is the two horns, um, the crescent moon, the Ashtaroth pole, which is the ungodly tree. And you can, you can really tie that all together uh, out of Babylon through Egypt into Greece and to Rome. Uh, and of course, this goes into Freemasonry and into our society, and uh, which becomes a, this tangled mess of uh, branches and roots and trees. Uh, I reminded Brian and Christy that, remember the man who was healed by Jesus and of blindness? And, and he had two stages. And the first stage was, he said, I see people walking around like trees. And I have wondered about that. And then in uh, opposition to that, you have Psalm 1. Let me just read that as I conclude. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of God that brings forth its roots in its season, whose leaf, so now we have something about the leaves, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Friends, we're not, we're not just talking here about healing, but we're also talking about prosperity. The godly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in this congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So there's a perishing, a withering away, so to speak, of the fruit, branches, and trees that takes place uh, when you are not correctly connected to Jesus as the branch. Dad, I want to share that on the, the chat, Linda had asked the question, if we have any prayer regarding with ungodly branches. And so I want to point out that on our website, we actually have an article called Windows and Branches. And that is the introduction to a prayer called Prayer to Renounce the Illegal Access of the Windows in Heaven. Or I should say Windows of Heaven. Right. And this is the first revelation we had about windows and branches, which the Lord is now building on. So I would start with that prayer, absolutely. 
and Aslan's Place Weekend Academy occurred right after this podcast was recorded. During this event, God released more revelation and understanding on bitterness and on believing the lies of the enemy. This led to the prayer to break the influence of the father of lies. To read this prayer, visit aslansplace.com and click the prayers button. Now, let's continue to our next segment. Let's talk about our bookstore and a resource that we have there. On our web, we have a website called bookstore.aslansplace.com where we have our printed books available for sale. And today I wanted to feature the book Ravens. So Ravens was actually one of our first books, wasn't it, Christy? It was. Um, the one thing I like about Ravens that I love to tell people is I, I just find this so interesting is growing up, I remember dad was writing it right after everything that is talked about in the book that I will not mention um, is they're written from dad's journals. So being our dad and being the strong man he is, he was super careful to, to show us that everything was okay because it was a very strong and hard time for all of us. It was really quite something while, while we're learning more about how God moves and that all the spiritual gifts are real, then we're also experiencing the opposition within the church we were at at the time. And just to clarify, I'm talking about from us as a kids, um, once this book came out and I read it, it was so crazy to me to see how dad was affected by, by everything that happened because he was always so strong to us. And then to see how it really affected him was quite interesting because, you know, they're his journals. So you actually get the emotions of how it affected and hurt him too. So then where Ravens is very useful is it can help prepare you as a reader for some of the situations you may find yourself as you start moving in the supernatural, especially in areas of deliverance if the people that you're around aren't aware of that kind of gifting. You know, and, and I think also it's really good to point out that we need to always seek a balance in all the spiritual gifts. You know, I think this was true for me, Christy, and, and I don't know if you experienced this too, but it could start out where as, as soon as we're aware that there's really a ridiculous level of supernatural battling going on, that becomes our focus to the point where we can start focusing on what evil is doing instead of seeing what God is doing. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And so with the book Ravens, then what that does is it, it is written like a novel. So we don't call it the exact story of what we all went through, but it's pretty darn close if I do say so. And so I encourage you to read Ravens and then that will also then open your eyes for what is possible as you're getting going? And then we can't stress enough that no matter what God is showing you, all of us must be ready to test what he is showing us against the Bible. With that as the 66 books of the Holy Bible being that final test of truth. The other thing that I'd like to point out about Ravens is it, it, it's the beginning of showing how God started leading dad to come out of the box. You know, there's a saying where people tend to say, um, 
let's let God out of that box. There's, there's, um, in their mind, there's things that they believe that God can't do anymore. For instance, we had talked about on a different um, episode about how God talks to you and how you learn to listen to God's talking to you. And I think that people don't see that because they've got God in a box and they don't see the good and the bad, the angels and the, the spiritual strongholds that we have now learned more about. And Ravens really shows how dad went through that and how he learned about it. So again, that book is Ravens, Unseen Evil, Unwilling Eyes. And it is available on Amazon and from our bookstore at bookstore.aslanisplace.com. It's also available in Spanish. I hadn't mentioned this before on our podcast, but we actually do have an entire Spanish bookstore. And you can go to that from libreria.aslansplace.com. Or if you go to our regular website and then just change your language over to Spanish and you'll have a button there for our bookstore. Plus, a good amount of our prayers have been translated into Spanish as well. So I invite you to take a look at that. Christy, with what Dad was talking about today, he was sharing some newer things that we were learning regarding praying for levels of freedom and things like that. And I thought it would be good for us to bring up the healing well events that we have, which give us an opportunity to actually exercise all these things we're learning. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that we need to let people know about. It's a chance for people to come in and get time to have the prayer that they needed. Now the sessions aren't three hours long, like they are typically when someone comes from a, for a personal prayer session, but it is a great system for us to get, for God to take care of some of the things that, that we, that he feels needs to be handled at that time. Yeah, excellent. Let me actually share the general process of what happens. On a healing well day, what happens is individuals come and volunteer <clears throat> their time to be prayer ministers for that day. And anyone who has given their life to Christ can come and pray for others as a prayer minister. And we're always working in teams so that we can help keep everyone in line with the Bible. But by the way, when you come as a prayer minister, I find that consistently God also works in each of our lives as ministers too. So it's not just the person who comes to receive prayer. I agree with that 100%. I have found um, when sitting in with prayer sessions with you or dad and um, experiencing the phone calls and praying with people on the phone, it's, it's really incredible how God works in your life too. And I think it's, it's so strong when you see God reaffirm something that you have got. And it's just amazing to me how he just, when he confirms something like that, you're just like, oh, look at that. And it just shows you again, how strong God is. That's one of the amazing things. <clears throat> Sometimes people are surprised when they schedule to come in for ministry and we let them know that it's a 40 minute session. But what's amazing is how much God takes care of within 40 minutes, because it actually isn't about the amount of time, but the fact that we're simply coming to God for help. In order for a person to receive prayer at a healing well event, what you do is you call the office and then schedule an appointment. And of course there is a limited amount of appointments. We usually have at least four to five prayer rooms going at any time. And when you come for that appointment, what happens first is my dad and my wife 
pray over the situation and do essentially like a, a godly triage. They ask God to reveal certain aspects that he would like us to address in prayer. And then what they do is they actually make a list of those items. And then starting with our next time, we're actually adding something to that feature. As they make a list, then they'll actually be recording that portion for the individual. And then they'll share some information about what we've learned on what can be done to pray about those situations to have freedom. Now, why would we document that right then? Well, what happens is after the little assessment, then we send the person in with a prayer team. But one of the things we always stress is to follow God's lead, not what someone else thinks should be done. So when the prayer team gets before the person, they're also asking God to reveal how he wants them to pray. Sometimes they address different types of prayer, different things that God shows that team, and they may not get to a lot of detail that was written down in the assessment. But what's amazing is whether it's something that's brought up and prayed about during the prayer time or something that's written down, simply because we're asking God for the information, we find that he's bringing freedom in all those areas. For our healing well, we do have our next one coming up on Sept. Let's see, I want to get the, the date right. That's on September 7th. If you're in the area, because you do need to come in person for the prayer, if you're in the area of Apple Valley or Southern California, give us a call. I would say Tuesday of next week, and I'll give you that date since this will be on a recording. So I would say call after August 20th, and we do have some spots available. To receive prayer, you need to come in person for a Healing Well event. To pray for others, that you can do online. We have our media room that is set up with cameras and microphones. So one of the prayer team rooms, we actually stream that online. So you can go to our website, register as an online team member, and then pray for others throughout the day, wherever you are in the planet. In fact, last I would say last time we had someone from Germany, we've had others join us from Asia, England, and other places. So it's really exciting how God is uh, connecting us supernaturally, and then we can use the technology so that we can all talk to each other. So within the, the examples that Dad was giving, Christy, I'm really glad you brought up the concept of the Aslan's Place Academies. So let's talk about that for a moment. Brian, is there room in the academy that we're doing in October? I haven't had a chance to check. There is. Our next academy is on October 14th through the 18th, and we do have room. However, that one consistently fully books. So as we share this with you, if you're interested in joining us, I recommend that you register first, especially with the audience that this podcast will be going out to. And um, from the back office point of view or whatever you want to call it, we do um, we do not take partial payments on the academies. Unfortunately, they do fill up very fast. So unfortunately, we do have to um, take the full payment. And yeah, sure. I know you get that question so often. In fact, I should probably post that as a frequently asked question. To <laughs> so so what? let's talk about what happens during an Asin's Place Academy. The best way that I can define that is it is a week living life like Paul Cox lives it. 
where essentially throughout this week that we meet each day, essentially 10 to five. And we actually have our lunches together so that because of where we're located at Asin's Place, it's pretty far to find any restaurants. So what we do is we're working throughout the whole week to do whatever God wants to do. So it is an excellent opportunity to practice discernment. And again, discernment being God's use of our five physical senses with information from the Holy Spirit, showing us what he wants to do. And so what we have is as people figure this out, when they come to the Academy, Christy, it's pretty funny because throughout the whole time, they'll just, whatever's going on, they have freedom, say, Paul, what is this? And so they'll start to feel something. And so one of dad's giftings is God will show my dad, our dad, what someone else is discerning so that they can help, help them to learn. We, the one thing that we also have um, found in these is a lot of times God just does his own thing. We get phone calls a lot. It's like, well, what is the agenda? What is going to happen? Well, we could pretty much give you the times we're going to do break and lunch. But as far as what God has in plan for these, we never know. God just, he takes it and he runs and he entertains us. We laugh, we cry, we worship. So it really is a good time. And it is, it is really fun to see what God has planned for each academy. It's true. Every one of them is diff- very different. And we do have standard things that we work to be sure we cover. For instance, I do a teaching on generational prayer, and then we do an example of a generational prayer session during the academy. And we share the latest things we've been learning about praying for DNA and praying about God restoring back to his design. So Christy, do you have any final thoughts before we conclude? I'll say as I, um, as I always do is any questions, anything you guys want to know. Um, if we can't answer it, we'll tell you. Feel free to email us because we do forward the emails to Brian or Paul if we cannot answer them. So um, please, please ask questions. We really want to get everything that God has taught us out there so that everybody can have a chance to, to learn what God is teaching us. Thanks for listening. The Lion's Den is a production of Aslan's Place Ministry. To donate to this ministry, please visit aslansplace.com and click the donate button. And we hope you'll join us next time in The Lion's Den.